0: Dad Drinking is brought to you by Side Project Jerky. Order now at sideprojectjerky.com. Free shipping with code GRITTY until the Philadelphia Flyers mascot, GRITTY, news cycle ends. Jim, what's up?
1: Hey Marcos. What's going on? It's up? been well, a long hiatus, but here we are.
0: Well, it's, dude, summer, endless summer. It was. It's still fucking hot as shit out there. It is gross. Oh my god. But
1: here we are in late September for episode 1 of season 2 of season Dad Drinking.
0: Season 2. Welcome yes.
1: everyone. Thank you for sticking with us. Indeed. We are back from the podcasting dead <laughs> and we're here with a brand new season full of surprises, love, warmth, laughter.
0: So many plans. We have so many plans for you. We are very excited. But first and foremost, you are? Jim. And I am Marcos. And we've
1: been dads since 09.
0: Oh my gosh. So my kid's nine. My oldest kid. How old is your kid? Nine. Oh my god. Dude, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. It's going to be 2020 soon. There's be a new election. We don't know what's going to happen. But in any event... We'll before, be here with you. We will be here with you for the time being. Please follow us on social media, at DadDrinking. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and now Stitcher.
1: That's right. And it's actually, I think Google Play is now called Google Podcasts as well.
0: So then there we go. It's even easier. Even easier. And if you're
1: in the mood to subscribe, keep on subscribing over at SideProjectJerky.com. Yes. Our sponsors have a new subscription service where you can have carnivorous luxury delivered to your doorstep on a monthly, -monthly, semi-monthly, semi-annual basis for... High, high quality meats at low, low prices.
0: Yep. Free shipping. Oh, wow. With that, yeah. uh, You can set your levels. You can do recurring payments. You can prepay. They'll give you a sweet discount, and it will be super delicious for you. Anywho, let's get down to the drinking. Where have you been? Uh, I've been here in the basement. Okay. You know, kind of... Hanging drywall. Nice.
1: Was that the most interesting thing that happened to you on our hiatus?
0: Absolutely not. A lot of interesting things happened. Okay. Uh, a couple of vacations. Well, one vacation. We did the shore. We don't have a shore house. So right. we're, we're only there for... Not everyone does. One week. Just you. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly you. Just you. But we, we did some cool shit. It was a really great summer. We, we got a lot of pool time. Worked on my tan kids had a i think had a pretty good summer there was like some swim team shit some other activities
1: yeah, so basically what you're telling me is the hiatus that we had from podcasting was basically because the summer is peak dad
0: time it is completely dad driven yes. parent parent responsibility driven for sure
1: i agree well, thanks for asking what I did. Uh, I was just my, about
0: to ask you. I'm getting there. You're so impatient. On my hiatus. What um, did you do on your hiatus, Jim? Uh,
1: you know, I did a lot of interesting drinking. Um, I went to the shore quite a bit. I have access to a house um, where I spend a lot of weekends. And I spent a lot of time this summer exploring the proliferation of 16-ounce high ABV beer in cans. So many cans now. Oh, they're so great. And my favorite one of all was from Carton Brewing, which I think you can only find in South Jersey right now. Okay. Um, But they had something called the Alter Ego IPA. Okay. It was an IPA that tasted like toasted pine needles. Ooh. It was very tasty, roasty, malty. Black.
0: A, a, a departure from the, the, the juicy IPAs that we talk about constantly on the podcast. Correct.
1: Which, you know, was the juicy IPA was the, the beer of 2018. Remains but, to be seen whether that momentum carries them through to 2019.
0: It's, it's really, I feel like it's hard to veer left of center or right of center with that style of beer. I feel like everybody's pushing that agenda. And I feel like you're you're absolutely right. Everybody is canning beer now to the point where if I go to the beer store, I I'll buy cans only.
1: When's yeah? When's the last time you bought a bottle of beer? Uh, that wasn't that wasn't like a specialty. Yeah, it was uh, actually you know, 750 this, this
0: past weekend. I was at Trogues in Hershey, but I was disappointed that I had to buy bottled beer. I was I really was. It's right. it's it's crazy. Like I like the whole thing it's been a complete sea change on how you buy beer and it's not just the marketing. And even now too the, with regard to the high ABV, you're looking not not necessarily for the high ABV because the baseline now is 7%. Right. It's and crazy. Yeah.
1: And and that that Alter ego IPA that I referenced was ten percent. Oh my gosh! You know, a Sixteen ounce can. It yeah. was a party.
0: Well, see, that's that's the other crazy thing, right? Because you, you go to the bar and you're getting ten ounce pours of all of these beers, but everybody is canning bombers of these big, big beers. And they've excuse me, they're they're really dialed in with the flavor because they're not big beers for the sake of being big beers. They just happen to be like that way. They, they they've gotten they've I think whether it's they're watching the gravity or whatever, they've pulled back on, on the booziness of these beers. Right. So you don't really feel like you're drinking something very syrupy. Yeah. yeah, like a quad or like a barley wine. Right. Or Imperial stout, right? Right. Um, but yeah, they're everywhere. Cans are, are everywhere. The the
1: other so I had a really interesting experience last weekend. In fact, I went up for the goat's birthday slash our wedding anniversary. Okay, and we we went to see Hamilton. Ooh, um, it was great, and I'm not going to apologize for it. It was awesome.
0: There's there's don't ever apologize for going to see Hamilton.
1: It was awesome. Um, but we before before the show we went to a dinner. Okay, very early. It was like early bird special. Um, but we went to the Lambs Club on okay. West 44th, which was nice. Um, but the, the highlight of it was the, I always say this wrong,
0: sommelier, 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 sommelier. Sommelier. Yes.
1: How do you know, how do you know this? Can you even spell it?
0: Well, so, so I happen to be very good friends with a former sommelier, the former sommelier, one of the former sommeliers at Lebec Finn. Oh. So, you know, big wine dude, pretty handsome. Okay. Um, but, uh, I also won more handsome
1: than, more handsome than Nick Elmy.
0: I don't know. Nick Elmy's even handsomer these days because he's all, like, skinny now.
1: He yeah. quit drinking. Yeah, Nick he's doing Elmy mixed has, martial arts yeah, or something.
0: He's do- they're all doing MMA. It's like yeah. you're in a band, then you're a chef, mm-hmm. then you're into MMA. I don't know what they do next, but in any event. A
1: junior Baking Challenge on the Food Network.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> We've been watching the Halloween Baking Challenge. That we haven't shit watched is that still, yet. Yeah, That's dude, kid, the kids love it.
1: My kids, kids love, love the food competition shows, too. Anyways, let's anyway, get back to the yes. sommelier. You, you can't spell it. I could definitely spell sommelier. You're not looking at anything dude, right now, right? Eighth
0: grade spelling bee champ. Okay. S-O-M-M-E-L-I-E-R. You are correct. Sommelier. That's an
1: Ivy League education right there. <laughs> Fuck <you>. off. <laughs> anyway, this guy, this guy was amazing. Um, not because not only because he was very knowledgeable and got me a Del Maguay Pechuga.
0: Love, love the pachuga. Obviously, we love the Del Maguay.
1: Obviously, but I've never had one before. And I, and I was thinking about the tasting notes on it. And I wanted to say it was hearty or meaty. And then you explained to me that it tasted that way. And it probably gave me those notes because apparently it's distilled over a chicken breast. It's,
0: yes. That's they, they hang a chicken and then they literally like do the, the distillation. With it, with the chicken breast hanging, with the chicken in the, breast hanging. That's so it's amazing. Like it's so smoked, So it really does so taste on the, like chicken skin.
1: Yeah, on the nose, it was very, it was very hearty and smoky at first, but then it had a nice little spicy finish. I really didn't want to give it up. But then this guy was amazing. But the most interesting thing was he had this. He was wearing a three piece suit, like a gentleman. Okay. okay. Um He was doing He's all the tricks, sommelier. pouring the wine from a height into a yeah. decanter, like doing all the tricks, right? But he had a strainer tucked into a breast pocket of his vest like a pocket watch. Like okay. a strainer. And it was attached to like a, a very sparkly white gold chain. He <laughs> he was the flavor flave, Flavor F- volier.
0: Or or would you would you say that he was the Two strains? <laughs> Was he wearing two strainers or just one? Strain? Just one. There's going to be a sommelier that comes out, and he's going to be two strains. <laughs> and that's going to be that's ridiculous. Fucking awesome. That's Maybe absolutely me. ridiculous. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to study wine, but those dudes know their shit. He
1: really did. He he gave me just out of the blue. I didn't even ask for it. Um, uh, he paired my my pasta dish with an Austrian wine, something that I've never even heard of before, a Fränis Kauser something. I I'm not going to say it right, so yeah. I'm not even going to try. But yeah. It was amazing. It was a great. I'm I'm, experience. I'm no good
0: with wines. I, w- I want to get better with wines. But we'll, you know, maybe maybe we'll explore wines and yeah,
1: a- I, I think that I think that a more educational um, aspect of this show is something that people have been asking for during the hiatus. People so maybe, like
0: to learn. I, yeah. I think we've gotten feedback offline feedback, but. Please, everybody, if you are listening, we, we love, you know, hit us at the, the mailbag at daddrinking.com. Uh, leave comments, leave reviews, and please subscribe. It, it certainly just, you know, helps pump us up the, up the charts. And mm-hmm. uh, and we love to answer questions. And so we love to, I mean, obviously we like to talk to each other, but we also like to know that you're listening. And, and it makes getting content a lot easier. It's, that's <laughs> true. That's true.
1: So, so speaking of content, yes. um, we spent a lot of time a couple weeks ago in pre-production meetings for season two. Absolutely. right? It sounds sounds very professional. It was really just at a bar. Yeah. Um, and we talked about what we wanted to do. And what we wanted to do was, um, for this first episode, come back from the dead yes. with a drink called the Corpse Reviver. Ooh. <laughs> so the Corpse Reviver has many, many iterations. The um, one we chose was Corpse Reviver number two. Yes. That is currently the most popular Corpse Survivor drink.
0: There's a there's a whole grip of these things though, right? I mean, someone even made a Corpse Survivor 3000, but I think they skipped, (laughs) you know, ten through.
1: (laughs) Is that made with like Dippin' Dots or something? I
0: I I don't know. Drinks and food of the future. Astronaut ice cream. Right, exactly. Astronaut ice cream. So yes, we are drinking the Corpse Survivor today.
1: The Corpse Survivor two, and that is made with um, equal parts of. Gin. We used Heyman's Old Tom Gin nice. for a little sweeter sweeter taste to it. Um, Old Tom Gin, Lulé Blanc, which we love. Um, it's a, a standby for us, and it's always in our fridges now. Cointreau. Um, is that how you say it, Frenchie? Cointreau. Cointreau. Yeah. Um, an ounce of that. These are all ounces, by the way. Um, and an ounce of freshly squeezed lemon juice. You uh, put all of those ounces into a shaker with ice. Shake that baby up. While you're shaking it up, you do a rinse on a chilled coupe yep. or a martini glass, um, cocktail glass, and you rinse it with absinthe, just a dash. Dump the rest or drink the rest. And then you strain the um, results of your shaken uh, mix of ounces into the chilled glass and garnish with an orange peel twist.
0: Yeah. Pretty simple. Fair, fair, Very simple. Fairly yeah. simple.
1: The, the Corpse Survivor 1, which is the other um, famous one, is made with brandy. VSOP, cognac, and, um, and Calvados. Right. Along with sweet vermouth. So, as you can see, there's really there's really no rhyme or reason as to how they're related to each other, other than these were all drinks made in the late 19th century when um, people were going crazy trying to find a magic cure to hangovers. Yeah. Right. Um, Wondrick, David Wondrick, um, talks about in his seminal textbook, Imbibe.
0: Yo, I met that dude last night. What? what? Yeah. No. I did. Yeah.
1: Where did you meet this guy? I was
0: I was at the Philadelphia Oyster House, and I he love was that hanging place. out. So I, I we had, had no, my dad's
1: 60th birthday there. It was it's
0: great. a it's a great place. It yeah. really is. It's a, you know classic Philadelphia. Um. I think it was like about to shut down like a number of years ago, and then I think the sons brought it back to life. Should do a little more research on this. Well, I know
1: about it, my because my grandfather used to work on that block on Samson Street. Do really? Yeah, and my great uncle worked at ladder. What's that? 15? Fifteen. Yeah. Um, when it was a firehouse. He no wasn't, way. Yeah, he wasn't like a uh, doorman or anything. It's <laughs> <he's> a bouncer.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, he's really psyched on the Bud Light. They specials. used to meet.
1: They, they used to meet at the old Oyster House. Um, back in the day, my dad used to meet them from time to time when he was a student at Temple. That's so would, And cool. they would um, – my dad said it used to be wood panels and upholstered booths and very, like, dark, smoky like environment. the e old LX. Exactly. Yeah. A very, very similar to that but with more, way more smoke. And um, when we took him for his 60th birthday, my dad said that he was shocked at how it had changed into this modern, beautiful, comfortable, welcoming environment.
0: It's – I mean, that I, – I would say that that is my gold standard – or really the the bar for a raw bar. Yeah. It is the raw bar bar, if you will, because the seafood is is great. I love their menu. Their a Shucks, uh, like Monday through Friday, five to seven, um, and they always have you know pretty good oysters on. They've got really great cocktails. In fact, I had a wonderful martini there last night. Right. Uh, just your basic gin. They had house made house made vermouth. Um, and uh, it was it was wonderful. Uh, I got a half dozen oysters, paired very well with the oysters, made by listener Jersey Lightning. Wow, Colin Schern, who Applejack. was tending bar, and he's tending bar, sitting there. Back to the whole Wondrick thing. I, I see him making a, like an off menu drink, right? And this, right. they're they're shooting the shit. And it's like, okay, these guys know each other, right? And I look over, I'm like, damn, dude, I want that drink. He told me what it was. I completely forget. But then he also told me, he's like, that's David Wondrick. And I was like, oh, shit, that's the imbibe guy. Yeah,
1: that's our main go-to textbook, basically, him and, and Wilson.
0: And and so – It's like we have footnotes. Yeah. Like Colin, C-E-G. Colin, Colin's like – Colin's like, so when David Wondrick wants a drink off menu, he gets a drink off menu. I, I – I get the martini, which yeah. is fine. It was a delicious martini, but I shook his hand. I told him that we were, you know, big fans, and he was a super nice guy. Like, a swarm of people showed up and, like, carried him off somewhere. I think they were going to the pen and pencil club. Okay. Riders. Right, right, so, of course. Anywho.
1: So, so he is a big proponent of, of hangover cure drinks. Okay. Morning, according to his book. He, he proposes that the best type of morning cure is to have some type of effervescent seltzer water, something like that.
0: Fizz, fizz is good.
1: Right, mixed with yeah. that. Throughout the ages, people have had different types of hangover cures. I mean, people, ever since they started drinking 10,000 years ago, they've tried to solve the mystery of hangover cures. The Corpse Reviver, number two, is the latest and greatest version of that. But right. what, would you would you want to drink this drink in the morning?
0: I I would actually. I I think I would be. I'd be down. I mean, the citrus is very bright. The little bit of that, you know, the the rinse from the absinthe has kind of harkens back to my favorite fernet, right? So, just that little bit of you know herbaceousness, Mm -hmm. anise. Um, If if it had some fizz in it, I think it would be awesome.
1: I agree. I put it in a Tom Collins. Yeah. Glass. I mean, oh my glass
0: yeah yeah but um it's it, it's it's interesting because it is you know nothing but booze a little bit of lemon juice but it's very it goes down real easy it does so i don't know
1: would Do you think it would cure your hangover
0: like, what's your go to drunk where, again yeah, exactly i mean <laughs> that's the thing it just
1: delays it right. um
0: like it was it's the, the hair of the dog, right? right? So you did a little bit of research I on did. on hairs of the dog. Right? So, so
1: yeah, so so in in Mesopotamia, which God knows what century forever, we're talking about, forever yeah. the historian uh, I there love was it. there was a god named L E L like elevated train, big so L, rest in peace, El,
0: El. <laughs> <laughs> one of my one of my favorite favorite lines in, in all of hip-hop came from Big L. We can go back to that later. Anyways, okay. talk so about this, Big L. So this is
1: the original Big L. From the mess. All right? He, he, he got drunk to the point of blindness, so the story goes. He's a god. Mesopotam- He's big in Mesopotamia. We've all been there. Much like Gozer <laughs> was, was really big in Mesopotamia. This guy was Ooh. very, very big in Mesopotamia, right? And he got drunk so, at a party so to, the point, right to the point of blindness, He was blind, so his wife and daughter, the next morning, try and revive him with a cure. And their cure was literally the hairs from a dog mixed with some plant material and oil, and they rubbed it on his forehead. So um, he didn't.
0: He didn't actually ingest it. He didn't anything. consume
1: the hair of the dog. No, it was said, a topical oh, we, ointment.
0: Now, do you think he was screaming and, and writhing in pain like "ah oh, fuck" or however you say "fuck" in Mesopotamian? <laughs> and and like his whole family's running around and they're like, "We got it. We got to have something." Just oh, get, here's a dog. Just, just grab just, and They like <laughs> grabs some hair off of it. Just and, just just rub it on his forehead. Just just you know what I mean.
1: I mean he's a guy, a deity. You don't want to make a deity angry. You no, know, but if he's already stories, angry... Like, stories have been told about what happens when deities get angry. That's and true. So they're trying to solve it. it. It may have worked, it may not have, but that's uh, interestingly not where Hair of the Dog came from. Apparently there's an old wives' tale that to be cured from, uh, to protect yourself against rabies from a bite from a rabid dog, you would have to actually consume hair from a dog. I don't know if it's the actual one that so bit you it's or a, another one, but a, that would a, be the
0: antidote. It's an ounce of prevention, not a pound of cure, eating dog hair.
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> it's weird. Well, People...
0: it's, but but think about it, right? Think, may, may, that's how the, the the flu is, right? You give yourself the flu when you get the flu shot, and then you know your
1: flu. Right. Flu's chill, I mean, they right? were they were predecessors to antibiotics, perhaps. Who
0: knows? Yeah. So so. Mesopotamia. What other hangover cures did you did you dig up in your extensive research? Some
1: messed up ones, all right. But probably the most messed up one was from England during the time of Charles II. There was okay, a guy.
0: So give me give me a circa era. It was beyond. it was
1: the era of Charles II. Quite frankly, I, I didn't look enough. I was too lazy. Three. No, I think I think it was I think um, George III. Okay. Came after Charles II, I okay. believe. I believe, but okay. don't quote me on it. Um, All right. But anyway, there's a doctor named John Goddard okay. who uh, dabbled in the medicinal arts, and some might say, after you hear the story, the dark arts. Yeah, because he had a cure. He said for a hangover uh, called Goddard's drops. And okay. Goddard's drops. Charles II Talk. paid a hefty five thousand pounds for them back Holy in shit. whenever this was so okay in current dollars that's like 17 stunning. trillion pounds right yeah um
0: god that's, that's heaps of money back yeah, in the day. yeah <laughs> yeah
1: goddard's drops um were hard to make because they were made with the crania of humans okay. five pounds Jesus. of human cranium they had to be from people that were hanged or died violent deaths
0: okay
1: um so you're not To those five pounds of crania, you add five pounds of dried vipers, not wet vipers. They have to be dry. Okay. Okay. Um, Two pounds of- Sun-dried? Yes. Sun-dried vipers.
0: Or kiln-dried. Should we make some artisan Goddard's (laughs) drops?
1: I don't know if I can find...
0: Heritage Goddard's Drops.
1: We might be able to find two pounds of hartshorn, but we definitely cannot ethically source the final ingredient, which was two pounds of ivory. Okay, shit. I mean, yeah, oh, shit, no. Goddard was you know out,
0: what? Let's, let's take yeah. this off the
1: table. Goddard was out taking taking um, people that died violent deaths, taking their skulls, taking perhaps the most poisonous vipers on earth, and killing elephants for ivory in order to secure... No wonder it cost 5,000 pounds yeah. back in the day, right? So, yeah, that's... So it's, these drops, it's like, though.
0: It's like finding truffles. It's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Which are delicious. I bet Goddard's drops would not be delicious. No.
1: No. At all. I,
0: I, I agree. And, and to me. Hershey's kisses, yes. Goddard's drops, no.
1: So, so the more recently in Britain, the Brits, um, and more recently I'm talking about like the 19th century, okay. they used uh, vinegar or warm milk mixed with soot. Yeah. Yeah. So like the the Mary Poppins uh, chimney sweep guy. Okay. He, that's what he would probably use. He had okay. an excess of soot, and he said, "I'm use this for the benefit of myself and
0: others." Chim chimney. <laughs> chim chim, chim, chim chimney. Chim yeah. chim Chiri. You've got a hangover, so drink this and flee. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know.
1: <laughs> anyway, but let's go back to Goddard's Drops. Th- yes. That to me seems less like a hangover and more like a horror movie.
0: No, that's some, some dark shit, yeah. dude. Like that's like like I you, you think of like, you know, you look at the the old artwork and it's the guy with the cape right? Yeah. like the, the top hat, the, but it's like a tail hat. Yeah, right. I yeah. mean that's some that's some shit. But it, I think I think doctors back in the day, which is weird because doctors now are, you know, they're they're pillars of society your father's a doctor right i mean like you you look at doctors now and it's like back in the day like these people were digging up corpses and they were like we got to figure some shit out because people are dying and I'm, I'm curious so like it's it's interesting that that curiosity was you know a, a really frowned upon back in the day right and now it's like this is we have to do this we have to advance human society right i i think you're spot on yeah
1: but thinking about Goddard's Drops made me think about when I first saw a horror movie.
0: Yeah, okay, and okay.
1: I was wondering, because you seem to be someone given your penchant for metal. I love metal. And, metal is um, fucking amazing. And death and all things gruesome.
0: I, I, was, I, 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 I skew morbid, yeah. Yeah,
1: when did you see your first movie? And, and when were your parents involved in that, or did you see it without their knowledge?
0: So So my folks were very much... Of uh, will kind of let you do more than you should be doing at at a young age, and I I don't know what the I don't know what the I guess why they felt that way. It was, but it was it was cool because like I got to you know see cool shit when I wanted to see cool shit. I may not have been ready for it. I I specifically remember watching a movie called The Beast Within. Okay. And if I go back and watch it now, it's, like, you know, pretty campy. But I was young. Now, my brother's nine years older than me. So okay. I think that probably contributed to the fact that, like, I just wound up, you know, being a little bit more precocious than the rest of the neighborhood kids. But I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I got to believe I was in, like, second or third grade. But by the time the sleepovers came around, fourth or fifth grade, I mean, that's when you would go to the video store and they had a whole horror section, right? And mm-hmm. that's all I wanted to watch—like yeah. fucking, like people being possessed, fucking hatchet wielding maniacs, the, the the whole thing. I mean, Friday the Thirteenth was so great, Nightmare on Elm Street was so great, and I, they, my my folks were involved. I mean, maybe they'd watch it with me, maybe they wouldn't. Um, but I, I had kind of a, a free pass, you know, because. They had better things to do, I guess. I, I'm I'm not sure, but I was I was the house where like the kids would come over for the sleepover, so we could watch the horror. Movies. That's amazing. Yeah.
1: So so I presume you've passed this on to your kids.
0: So, they're I, I don't know if I've I've done it intentionally, but right now they're really into shark movies. Okay. Um, last year, last year Camilla was. She was really into it, so she's watching the It trailer, like the new It trailer. And then she's like, "I watched the old It trailer. It wasn't that scary, but she scared the shit out of herself." And she's like, "I can't sleep in my own bed." So <laughs> that's kind of the 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 downside of of watching horror movies. Because I remember watching some of these horror movies when I was younger. I watched one about demonic possession, and that was the shit. As a you know Catholic school kid, demonic right. possession was like. That was that was the thing that really really freaked me out. How? What about you? <coughs> Sorry, okay. it started
1: so I, I wasn't really ever allowed to watch TV, and so That's right. my parents went. I remember they went on a trip to the Bahamas. Was um, it better in the Bahamas? I, I think it was back then. Yeah. It was better than being with four young kids. I was the <laughs> oldest. I think I was probably nine or ten at the time. Okay. And they split us up. The younger two went with an aunt and uncle, and we went with my, my cool uncle that didn't nice. have kids and, and right. obviously didn't know really what he was doing. Um, <laughs> so he let us stay up super late. Me and my younger brother, who's about two and a half, three years younger than me, we stayed up and watched a movie called uh, Lady in White. And okay. it's probably a terrible movie. But it scared the hell out of us because it was basically like a woman my aunt's age that was a, ph- a phantasm, you know, yeah. like a spirit of some sort who would appear all of a sudden in mirrors and doorways and in bathroom showers and uh on steps. And that shit is scary. Yes, especially when you're a kid and you're trying to sleep in a strange house with your aunt and uncle like long since gone to bed. Yeah. And so we stayed up. All night long, and, and like I just can't, I can't put my kids through that. They get scared of like Home Alone, right? <laughs> so, so they, that's that's an exaggeration for effect, but very minimal scary things scare them. Yeah. So they they are um, not ready for it, and I'm no. I'm very they're, protective they're of them. I
0: mean, yeah. for, I think I think fourth grade was was when things started to you know the tide started to turn, right? For for me at least. I forget if it was fourth grade or fifth grade. I had a sleepover, and we watched Halloween 4.
1: Okay.
0: It was a little girl, and we we decided that we were going to sleep in a tent outside in the backyard. Oh, my God. And we were scared shitless, like to the point where we took a baseball bat. Out to sleep with us, right? <laughs> and what's funny is, like, my parents, they went to sleep. And we, we had a small house, but they were really kind of nowhere to be found. And we were like, okay, well, what are we going to do? It's like, well, I guess we'll just take this baseball bat out. I think we wound up just, like, going inside and sleeping in the basement because we were scared fucking shitless. Um, so, yeah, to your point. Maybe a little too young. Yeah. There's a touch.
1: I yeah. I think I'd rather just let them discover it themselves and decide for themselves whether they want to do it. Like, yeah. So if they come over to Camilla's and have a sleepover and she shows them it, yeah. you know, then they can, they can learn from the gastros.
0: Yeah. Now, you know, we, we, just, we all just recently watched as a family. It wasn't a horror movie. It was more of a thriller, but we watched 47 Meters Down. So the kids are actually, what they're really into right now is shark movies. Right. Yeah. So they watched Jaws. Okay. Which is rated PG. Really? Yeah.
1: Jaws tears people up.
0: Yeah, dude, Jaws fucks shit up. Yeah. It just like eats people. It's enormous. But then they watch Jaws 2 and we watch Jaws 3, which is terrible. It's takes place in SeaWorld. What? Yeah. How's that possible? <laughs> and I think it might it, I think it was supposed to be 3D, so like the, the gra I mean, you're talking like early eighties, like everything is just it's 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 so bad. Dennis Quaid's in it. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Yes.
1: is he an instructor, or is he like a down on his luck detective?
0: No, that, no. I think uh, saves the day and, and redeems he works, his. It works at SeaWorld like he's okay. a scientist. Oh, right, right. lots of yeah. scientists at SeaWorld. Yeah, lots yeah, of yeah scientists and <laughs> whale abusers. And...
1: So, so <laughs> let's get back to the corpse Survivor. Yes, <laughs> because that is a scary name. It is. I, I think Goddard's drops scary. Also scary. But like when you drink, when you drink it. My tasting notes are that it's not scary at all. It's, very, no. it's a very approachable, citrusy drink. It, it brings you back. Yeah. It, it's nice. It's pleasant. It's pleasant. It does not have any zombie characteristics. It's not rotten smelling.
0: Yep, you know, no, I, there's nope. no
1: chunks of flesh in it.
0: It's a, it's a total misnomer.
1: Right. So I, I guess thinking about the dad who would drink this, or like, I guess, what kind of dad drinks this? first of all. Okay, and I got a follow-up question that's an interesting twist on that. Okay. All right? All right, all right. So... He's not a dad that's into horror movies, necessarily, and he's not no, a dad who's... No, no. I,
0: I think this This dad is...
1: He's not always hungover, either.
0: No, no. I, I. So So I was thinking about just because the corpse reviver, right, is not your, your normal, uh, you know, let's... Order a martini. It's not even a, a Negroni or an old fashioned. It's not complicated, right? Right. But it is, it's certainly a little obscure, right? Right. So, so I'm thinking that this dad is college reunion dad, right? Okay. So, so him and his bros, like that he kind of keeps in touch with, but kind of lost touch with. They, they all get together for a trip, right? And yeah. it's like, yeah, or,
1: you know, but let's but, go to New Orleans.
0: Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Exactly right, and, and then he's he's spent these years of being out of touch and and kind of doing his thing, you know, cultivating an aesthetic, if right. you will. But but in college he was a total shithead.
1: Yeah, not he,
0: not in the in the sense of like he was a dick, but he was he was the guy that was the butt of all the jokes.
1: Yeah, he was the accounting major. Right.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Right. right. And he he tried. I mean, try as you might, you just will never take this guy seriously. So he shows up. At the reunion. Everyone's like, Hi five, yeah, what's going on? Right. And and he's, he, he's we're all at the bar, he orders a corpse revivor. And the rest of the dudes have kind of been like, I'm just gonna maintain my my status quo. I'm cool, mm-hmm. so I don't I don't need to improve on my coolness.
1: So they got like a, a goose and tonic or something?
0: Probably, yeah. Right. I mean they the or they, they they didn't really bother to brush up on their their, you know, classic cocktails, right? <laughs> but this guy's fucking corpse survivor, and and then everybody just stops and they say ooh, and then they realize oh wait that's that fucking dude yeah it, and like, he's like nah. notwithstanding that objectively
1: yeah objectively corpse survivor him. is
0: they cool just, they just shit yeah. on him yeah. and the corpse survivor yep and they just like spitefully like never order a corpse survivor right and they like come up with some stupid name like a, a corpse like. Dork or Dork Reviver. <laughs> that's it. Dude, and then all of a sudden, it's Dork Reviver. Yeah, it's right? Dork
1: Reviver Weekend.
0: Are there one of those in your group?
1: Um, I hope
0: I'm not that guy in the group. Well, I don't so think that's I was I, thinking. Like, yeah. I
1: wonder if I'm that guy. I don't think I am. I, I hope not. I don't think I, I am. Yeah. Um, there's a guy, but again, I haven't seen him for probably 15, 20 years.
0: Next time you do, he's going to order a Dork Reviver. That
1: would be pretty funny. And we'll still mock him. Yeah, we dork. called him Spock. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's a great guy. He's an amazing guy. But, it's, it's, but we it's called a, him it's Spock. Just a shame. Just, he looks like Leonard Nimoy.
0: There's, there's some. There's, <laughs> there's an 18-year-old
1: Leonard Nimoy. Like he was called Spock on day one in our hallway.
0: <sighs> oh, that's that is rough. Yeah, that is rough. And I, I think it's good. I mean, I, the people that take it in stride, like shout out to you for yeah. for being the butt of all of these jokes yeah. right he's so. an
1: awesome guy though i don't think it's fair to call him he wasn't the butt of all jokes but he definitely was the
0: guy where
1: we would goof on him a little bit
0: well i, I he's the he's just that guy that you can't take seriously even though like he everything could be completely above board like i've got a buddy very good buddy i was of mine. gonna ask
1: you i, I yeah. figured i could see the glint in your eye oh my that you knew you knew the accounting
0: major yeah well, the door no, provider he was he was a classics major
1: no way! Yeah, Spock was Spock also was a, a classics, classics major. major, of course, yeah.
0: right? But, but this dude—I mean—he's very accomplished, right? I mean, so this
1: guy, Spock, is a big-time partner litigator in a Kentucky law firm.
0: Get out! Yeah, Kentucky.
1: Yeah, well, he was from Kentucky, so okay. I don't blame him.
0: Yeah, this dude uh, is is the heir to uh, an antiques empire, but he just ran a hundred-mile race. That's amazing. I couldn't, I couldn't do that. I, I think he was running for What's like that, 23 hours. Is that called
1: an ultramarathon?
0: So, so anything above a marathon, even a 30K mm-hmm. is considered, or a 50K, not a 30K, sorry, 50K is considered an ultramarathon. Okay. So, so I think like the people that do these big ass fucking 100 mile races, like yeah. talk shit on the people that do the 50 ks It's like, okay. it's like, yo dog, you're an ultra marathoner, but are you really an ultra marathoner? <laughs> so my dog's out there running 100 miles in one clip. And I'm gonna see him in early November, and I'm just gonna make fun of him. <laughs> to be like, nice legs, <laughs> runner.
1: Oh, you got him. You're going to yeah. roast him.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. He's going to get, he's gonna get like, flamed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's T- ridiculous.
0: Totally flamed. So,
1: so, so you're going to roasting and flaming. I've yes. got some fast casual questions for you.
0: Oh, my God. Are we, is it that time already? Oh, it is that time. It okay. is definitely,
1: definitely that time. Okay. Um, are you ready?
0: I'm ready. Let's do it.
1: Okay. Here we go. Um, are you more Rob Zombie or Zombie by the Cranberries?
0: Rob Zombie, all the way. Really? There. Oh yeah, right. I, I, I know the answer to that. I do love Zombie by the Cranberries. It's it's a good song. That song gets
1: in your head. That that song actually, when it came out, I remember on Y100 in Philadelphia when it used to be an alternative station. They were doing, um, they did a contest for tickets to see the Cranberries where you had to sit in a room with strangers where they just played Zombie on repeat um, and you had to, you could tap out and leave the room, but you could not leave the room. Uh, if you left the room, you wouldn't get the tickets. And they just played Zombie on repeat. For so, And I think the, the the winner, the winner quote unquote, of the Zombies tickets um, lasted like 17 hours in this really? room with the song playing on repeat.
0: So yeah. it's like hands on a hard body.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah, but he wow. made
1: it. Yeah, it was tough. All right. Number two. Yep. What is Rob Zombie's real name? Oh,
0: shit, I don't know.
1: Robert I, Bartley Cummings.
0: It's not Rob Zombieberg? No, it's not. <laughs> it's not Robert. It's, it's <laughs> Steven's
1: zombie bird. <laughs> um, Robert. He also is known as Rob Straker. I don't know if you okay. knew that. That's no. his, his alias. Another alias is Rob Straker. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So, so Robert Bartley Cummings obviously is not a real uh, metal name, but my question yeah. is, is either or both of our names more metal than Robert Bartley Cummings?
0: Marcos Espinoza is super metal.
1: Yeah. Anything with a Z in it, I think. Yeah. And plus your name in Spanish means like spiny or thorny.
0: Thorn. yeah. My, yeah. When my dad, you know. Mark Thorne. He, he would say that his last name was Thorne. Like he would, oh, yeah. He, we, we tried so hard. We tried so <laughs> hard to assimilate. It just never happened. <laughs> it never happened. But, yeah, he would, he would use. I think he even put his name in the phone book as William Thorne.
1: Instead of Guillermo Espinosa.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Wow. I don't That's know. That's crazy. You you go to great ra- <laughs> racism, blatant racism <laughs> will drive will drive people to That's true to unfortunately go to great lengths to to mask their their true identity.
1: Okay, Mark Thorne, do you have any for me? Yeah, I do. What, what do we what do we got?
0: I do. So uh, give me your top three hangover cures in no particular order.
1: Multivitamin before bed. Okay. Okay. Um, second one is a wheatgrass, either juice or smoothie in the morning. Okay. After, you need, the, you need to get those B vitamins back in you. And that's yeah. both the multivitamin and that are packed full. And then the third thing is to take a nap during golf during the afternoon on a Saturday or a Sunday. You put on the golf channel, lay down on the couch, snuggle up a little bit, have some Gatorade, and just sleep it off.
0: Now, do you, do you find that do you have to time the nap? Do you ever over oversleep the nap no. and wake up and no, I mean shitting? well.
1: So back in the day, maybe, but now because I have ch- kids, I can't really get away with sleeping for more than like a half hour or so, and I rarely ever get to do it. That being said, I also, as a dad, don't really get hungover anymore. Um, you, you
0: just can't. Even yeah. if you are, you just can't. Be you got to power over. through. Yeah,
1: I find though what's strange. I find that soda and caffeinated stuff like coffee really makes me feel worse like initially i get peppy but i feel like the acid kind of gets me heartburny yeah um i don't know why i'm putting <laughs> Y's on the end of everything but sorry
0: i wish <laughs> that coca-cola didn't hurt my teeth it's like it's so sugary oh yeah but i love a regular coke or like a fountain drink okay this is a really great hangover cure wow for sure yeah, okay without a doubt without a doubt um so
1: even though i said three things those are all i would probably do all of them
0: yeah. If I had at, to battle. At the same time. I would, at the same I would try. time.
1: I would take the multivitamin the night before, wake up, jam that wheatgrass smoothie. By the way, if anyone's not tried wheatgrass, it's pretty
0: gross. It's disgusting. Yeah. But it really, if you mix it, it with enough stick, juice. It sticks with you. Like it's, it is a very. If
1: you have enough of it, it also rips right through you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but the, the the other thing I tried recently, um, just because I was curious, not because I was hungover, was a charcoal shot. It was ginger juice mixed with charcoal, and so it's kind of almost like the the soot and warm milk or yeah. vinegar cure that the Brits did in the 19th century, right? Dude, I,
0: British people are so weird. It was weird. It
1: tasted like ginger juice with dust in it, and I, it didn't really do anything for me. Um, but but charcoal really is like the hot thing, right? There's charcoal toothpaste. I bought some charcoal soap. Okay. And I saw some charcoal shampoo at CVS the other day. Just I don't even know what it is, but I guess people are loving. The charcoal washes.
0: Yeah, I mean, charcoal's tight. Mm, Definitely. (laughs) Charcoal's into it. Yeah. All right, last one. Yeah. Regarding the Corpse Reviver, when is it okay to order the Corpse Reviver?
1: That's a good question. Because you can't just go down to your corner bar and say, I'd like a Corpse Reviver number two, please. Right. Um, I think they'll look at you like you're an ass and and tell you, like, okay, do a Miller Lite or Bud Light?" Right. And so I think it's got to be <laughs>
0: – or, or, or this array of craft cans that we somehow have in our refrigerator exactly. and these 30 taps. But that's – I mean, that's Philadelphia.
1: Right. That's true. So I think you have to – it has to be a specialized bar. It's either got to be a bar at like a high-end hotel okay. where you're coming back from like some event or you're meeting up with your date before the event. Or I so think it's – So
0: digestif or, or – I'm sorry, aperitif, digestif.
1: I don't think it matters. No. I, I think I would order it. I'd have to be wearing like a fancy outfit. Okay?
0: It's a fancy outfit cocktail, yeah. right? It's cool. Yeah. It just has, yeah. a, it
1: has a name that doesn't fit, right? So I think it's got to be a fancy outfit in New Orleans. Okay, I mentioned yeah. New Orleans earlier because I think that's the vibe I was getting from it.
0: It has a voodoo-ish sort of name too, It right? does. I mean,
1: Very zombified. Did you ever
0: see that, that movie Serpent in the Rainbow? That movie no, was fucked up. I never too. did. But the It's the older Douglas. You
1: know who would drink this? Is the the guy in Double Jeopardy that Ashley Judd um, chases down to New Orleans and he's like dressed. He's like a pillar of the community. Did you ever see that movie?
0: I never saw that. She no. was
1: convicted of killing him, but he turned up to be alive, and so she then killed him again and with a very dubious legal argument said she couldn't be convicted again because she'd already been convicted for that crime. Double Jeopardy. Double
0: Jeopardy. Right. Um, <laughs> not, not just the dollar amounts being right. double from right. the first right. round of Jeopardy. Actual double Jeopardy. Um,
1: so I think that guy, that guy, I forget his name. I'm bad for the actors' names, but that guy would definitely order a Corpse survivor And yeah. people would people would look at him like, that's a cool, that's a cool drink, man. Yeah, you're
0: you're, right. you're you're not the dork reviver.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I look forward to Exploring more drinks with you on season two, but also categories of drinks yes. and having more guests. We're going to have a blast. Season two is going to be a lot tighter, a lot crisper. You'll see from this that we're about 45 minutes right now. Um, we are looking good, looking sharp, and we've got a lot of energy after our hiatus.
0: Oh my goodness. We so are much charcoal energy. infused, we, we are full of charcoal. <laughs>
1: Pass and me one of those briquettes, man. And
0: re- <laughs> ready to go. Yeah, who needs ice? Who needs the big ice cube when you have a charcoal briquette in your cocktail glass?
1: Hey, thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed this episode one of season two and that you continue to follow us on this interesting journey that we've planned for you for season two. You can follow us on social media at Dad Drinking, at Fidel Gastro, and at JF Cosgrove Nine.
0: And you can catch up on Last Season at daddrinking.com or Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and now Stitcher. Don't forget to check out our sponsor, Side Project Jerky. Their new subscription service is pretty awesome. You can basically set it and forget it. They're offering either a prepaid subscription service for three months, six months, or 12 months. Or you can just do a recurring John, which is really nice because it's basically like subscribing to Netflix. But instead of watching series, you're getting to eat delicious jerky. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Cheers. It's going to be fun.